Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you get it, if you give me a hobby that I can uh, overanalyze and customize anything, I just, I go nuts with it. You can sustain. Hey kids, it's me, Seb, and welcome back to Monster of the Week. Uh, in this episode, we will be meeting the man who cracks enough lion's eye diamonds that even themselves goes, Oof, slow down! Uh, and uh, I, I think we'll just head into that and let him doing this is constructing old school magic monster of the week anton are you out there I'm here, Seb. It's 2024, and we're right back at it. How right. many lion's eye diamonds have we cracked yet? As of yet? As of yet. Probably a thousand. No more. <laughs> I got to do it. We tried out a... We played an FNM with, like, Fluffy or Lindstrom Vintage after we did that episode. Uh, and I played... No, I didn't play lion's eye diamond. I was gonna <laughs> to, but I... No, I didn't. Got that. Okay. Uh, mm. Anyway, I, I practiced with Lion's Eye Diamond, but then I didn't play it, so it is okay. what it is. Mm. But um, yeah. Who are said. we? Who are we grabbing into this cracking of Lion's Eye Diamond sphere today? Someone who's famous for not cracking Lion's Eye Diamond, <laughs> but another like zero mana artifact, uh, Ursus Bauble. I think uh, if we just yeah. say Ursus Bobble, like everyone knows uh, who he is. Yeah, I've probably two bobbles. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Dix is in the house. <laughs> Welcome, How's Aaron. How's it going, everybody? Hey, good to see you guys. Hmm? Yeah, good nice to, see to you. have you on, finally. It's a yeah, long time really. coming. It's been a while. Uh, We've been uh, waiting for Aaron to... Uh, I mean, he's always current, To respond right? to yeah, your... Yeah, right, right. <laughs> There's always something you can talk about uh, with Aaron, so like... We figured, mm -hmm. why not just invite him on and let's see what we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, and we have I'm so a, happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to have you on. We have a platter of subjects to discuss, I gather. Yeah, Anton, this right? will be probably our first real potpourri episode. Uh, mm -hmm. But we have like, Aaron is the center of it. So, mm -hmm. so, so the title of, of this episode will be Approaching Premodern Like Aaron Dix. Mm -hmm. A potpourri mm -hmm. episode. Okay. Yeah. 
but but since this is the first episode uh, of the new year, uh, like I figured we could have some sort of outline where. 2023 is like the outline, like what did yeah. Aaron do in 2023 magic-wise? And uh, have okay. you talked about that? And we'll talk, we'll derail and... Yeah, so here comes happen. the intro to what did Aaron do And where do we kick off, Aaron? Do you know? Or, um, uh, don't you, are you asking the questions here? Well, I think no. You do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Aaron, where, where, where did it all start? Do, do you remember even what happened in the beginning of 23, uh, magic-wise? I don't remember exactly the, uh, the timing of it. Uh, let's see. I had to skip the... Uh, the Easter Championship this year. Uh, I couldn't no. do quite as many trips to Europe as other years. Uh, so I did come to Europe for Euros again. Yeah. So I've done Euros twice now, and yeah. I've done the Easter Championship uh, once in person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, every time that I've come, I've just had an amazing trip. Uh, thanks to the entire European pre-modern community for being just so welcoming. Every time I go, it's a blast. Mm -hmm. uh, and the old school community in general uh, as yeah. well. Uh, it, what a what a great community to be a part of. Uh, but this so. is uh, this has been insane. Like you, I've had the honor to have you on three of my like tournaments I've been organizing or co-organizing, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and like when we were uh, at the Euros, uh, pre-modern Euros, this uh, last year, I should say, in Darmstadt, like Aaron Dix picked me, Gordon, and Jukemon up from the airport in yeah. in Frankfurt. Not not Jens, not Mitcha. It was Aaron <laughs> Dix. <laughs> well, that's uh, what you do. I had yeah? you know we were, you know there were uh, quite a few of us that were looking at going from the U.S. for that tournament, uh, and. Uh, for whatever reason, we had a couple drop out uh, towards the end, but I, I had already had the car ready to go. So I had the rental car, and the reason that you have a rental car uh, there <laughs> is to, you know, make it easier for everybody to get around. So, yeah, why not be hospitable and pick people up from the airport like you do? Because you're the tourist, man. You're like you're like the tourist with big T, capital T. But uh, <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. We all did. Like uh, sure. we 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 got a car. We you drove a car that uh, what was it called? Build build your dreams. Yeah, the build your dreams. <laughs> that that was an experience. That car <laughs> that car you know that car became the joke of the weekend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it even a, had like guitar <laughs> strings uh, or like I don't know big threads ropes as that was cords in the yeah. in every door so you could play like and it was and it was tuned the it was yeah. you know EAD okay. GPE you know standard tuning each door the, or like one string so each. the front the front <laughs> doors were EAD and the back doors were GBE okay oh mm -hmm. that, okay there was a system I didn't, I didn't there was a system right. <laughs> So oh, we had right. we had doors that were tuned strings 
that you could play like a guitar. <laughs> Seb, you missed that one out. You, you, since you can yeah. play the guitar, man. So. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was. But I, I don't think I can play the car. The car. <laughs> I guess if you were gonna like pinch uh, your fretting, you could actually do like do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but the the, uh, the door pockets of that car were uh, bungee cords that were tuned. Yeah, and it bungee was cords. Gordon, <laughs> Gordon that realized that they were tuned originally because I just thought it was a goofy little addition. <laughs> Everything in that car was like the car was like total junk. It was so plasticky and flimsy. <laughs> yeah, and there was yeah. like a three inches of play whenever I would turn the steering wheel in any direction. You would have all this play before the wheels would actually turn. It was just. The car was so bad. Safe. <laughs> the, it had a lot of functions. Yeah. yeah, it did a lot of cute things. It it sung to us every time we were in the parking garage. It was the it when you put it in reverse? No, it it was at low speeds. It had its uh, little pedestrian <laughs> song that it sang. Aha, uh -huh, okay, that's cool. Uh, but uh, I don't know if I followed here, but until you mentioned three times that you... Had, uh, and uh, two euros, I guess. Two euros, euros and uh, an Easter championship. Okay. Uh, so I, I, the Easter championship started off as a joke, actually, because I won the Easter championship when it was online, when it was like a hundred person tournament, when it was at the time the biggest pre modern tournament that we yeah, had. It was only, it was only I'm paraphrasing, but only if. if 57, I think, but it was the biggest like one day yeah. tournament uh, back then. Yeah. Currently, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the days of the pandemic. So then we got back together uh, and did the. I, I said at the time, like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be cute if I, you know, I'll, I'll fly out next year and defend it. And wow. as we got closer, my wife is like, you know, we could just go to Sweden. Uh, <laughs> Uh, also, shout out to my wife, who's the absolute <laughs> best when it comes yeah. to all these ridiculous holidays that I've taken. <laughs> uh, she's just like, you know, we could just send you to Europe again. Like we have, we have That's the nice. frequent flyer miles stashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I'll, I'll go to Europe. Why not? So I'll go to, you I'll go to Germany and defended the because I don't know if all the listeners are into. You mentioned being online. That's good, Anton. That's a lot yeah. of players, but like. There's usually not that many players when you play in uh, IRL, right? Right. No, yeah. we're, we're usually like around 30 to between 30 or 40 players. Uh, okay. But like... That's enough. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> but like what... The, the I'm year... not talking down your tournament. It's not like... No, no, no. no, no. But well, like, that's and perfect. The, the year that I was out, uh, because of the timing, it was on the same day as NoobCon. So I feel like we yeah. got... We absolutely got the people who were most interested in pre-modern like yeah. where pre-modern was their tournament because mm. uh, you have a bunch of uh these tournaments where you do uh uh you know pre-modern day one old school day two and mm. some people are there for old school some people are there mm. for pre-modern uh and you get yeah. you know at both tournaments you get people that really don't know the format uh showing up to their other tournament and I think we distilled it down for the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, when NoobCon's going on down the street, you get the people who are serious about yeah, pre-modern. If you're going to yeah. miss a day of NoobCon, <laughs> mm -hmm. you're, you're serious about it. 
Did so. I play on Tom or? No, you did play no. Nukon. I, I didn't. Yeah. No, I had an invitation, I think. But like, since Aaron was uh, coming over, I felt like I can't, I can't like not hang with Aaron because it's mm. an honor <laughs> to have him like joining this uh, thing. So we did uh, spend a bunch of time that weekend. But so I had to skip Nukon that that year because yeah. of uh, these. But, but this wanted. year you yep. won't be having it the same day. No. Or? Uh, yeah. like last year we're putting uh, the pre-modern Eurochamps on the Saturday of the Easter weekend so the day after Nukon yeah and so. uh, Aaron you don't need to defend your title anymore <laughs> I gather. yeah I don't, I don't have the title so <laughs> I have nothing to defend he has two shoreline raiders uh, yeah the only and one. I- I loved the jokes that people were making about how many shoreline raiders I was going to be able to put in a deck, but it's it's just not feasible to try to get there for every single, every single uh, thirty-five person in person. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but I mean, there there's other stuff going on, and right. eventually yeah, you'll yeah. have to play like merfolks or something, uh, so you can actually play them in your main deck. Or- and I think true. we need to remind the listeners once again here. The first time around you had the tournament, the winner decided who wanted to, or well, how did you go about choosing? It was, it was Oland uh, okay. who, who, who did it. We were four people playing the first yeah. edition of it. Like and it's a shoreline rider yeah. because of this. The It's in Gothenburg and it's yeah. the song Shoreline. So, yep. yeah. so uh, we, we've just kept with it since. So okay. Yeah. Yep. So, but he was he the winner, or he just decided basically. <laughs> I don't think we had a winner the first year. We basically had like a okay. round robin. Uh, but the the next year, I won the Shoreline Raider when we were like eighteen, and then it just kept going. So yeah, because you had a thought that the winner would be like choosing the next yeah. year, so whatever. So <laughs> the first time around, I think Olan just brought it to the uh, <laughs> prize pool or whatever we would call it because. Yeah. We, weren't that many i think i played the first one yeah i did yeah the second one yeah. the second one the first okay. one you didn't play okay whatever yeah. but fuck mm-hmm. it it was awesome to have you in gothenburg man um, absolutely what a blast yeah, yeah. well that and was that was the first time i had traveled overseas for a pre-modern tournament i had, uh-huh. I, I think the, the same year i traveled actually that same year i did germany seattle and boston yeah. for pre-modern tournaments. Hmm. That was 2022. Uh, you have become known as the road warrior of pre-modern. <laughs> <laughs> I think it helps that uh, the times that I've traveled, historically, I've done pretty well. Uh, yeah. uh, aside from this year at Euros, that was just an absolute blowout. Uh, I got started off my day 2-0 and and just got destroyed uh, the rest of the day and yeah. ended up cube drafting by the middle of the day. As one should. As one should. <laughs> I sense what a, a, place to a keep crew drafting. forming yeah. here. Aaron's road maybe warriors or road runner, maybe? <laughs> Honestly, it started to be a thing. So traveling around the States now, uh, you know, quite a few of us that travel, uh, like we have uh, Charles, who came to uh, Euros with me, and Michael Phillips, who came, who comes to all the Misty events, even though he lives... Uh, in Washington D.C., uh, you know. Wait, wait for the listeners. How far is that? Like American geography is. Was uh, that like two thousand miles? Okay. Shit. Yep. Far. 
Yeah, it's far. It's far. He he it's had far. to he had to hop on a plane for four hours to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's no joke. Uh, so actually, uh, Michael has a job where he uh, travels uh, quite a bit, uh, okay. like I do. Uh, but he was local to uh, Minnesota for a little while, and then moved out of state. So he was so used to going to things with our group here locally that he just kept going. He keeps getting on these flights to come uh, to the Midwest, and it's been a blast. We book hotels together. So for Euros this year, uh, Charles and I, uh, uh, Charles brought his wife, uh, yeah. Christine, uh, and you got to meet them. Uh, you know, we yeah. we hung out uh, pretty much the entire time. Uh, if we weren't playing Magic, uh, we were grabbing a drink or some delicious food. That area is so great for that. Uh, mm. but we have these road warriors that are, uh, just, uh, a blast to hang out with. And now, you know, for every major tournament, there seems to be a group chat that pops up like, Hey, who's going to this? Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. what hotel are we booking for this one? You need a patch. That's the next step. Yeah. Yeah. Road warrior. I think we I, had we a, should. We had a thought about this in, I play more old school than I play mm-hmm. pre-modern, like historically and whatever, but uh, I think we had a, a thought about having like flying men. <laughs> oh, a, that's amazing. That's, that's oh, that's school, oh, that's so the, perfect. Like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. But uh, yeah, the, the, the warriors, that's, that's also so good for having a big back patch or whatever. <laughs> we definitely we definitely do need a patch uh yeah i wonder what magic card in the primordial pool is the best like i mean uh, i think you nailed it flying men seems really good (laughs) that's well i mean is it even legal in premodern is it uh, no 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 no. it's not in it's it's not in premodern uh but i you know i still consider my you know i found pre-modern through old school uh old school was my entry back into magic having not played it in, aside from limited events for like 15 years or whatever it was okay uh right. so i still consider my consider myself uh an old schooler first and foremost even though i've fallen all the way into the gameplay of pre-modern if mm. i'm going to sit around with my friends and play games at the local bar that's where the old school decks come out for us. That's Sweet. that's the perfect kitchen table format. I like pre-modern yeah. from a competitive standpoint, but man, it's casting a flying man is so much better <laughs> yeah. than casting a root water diver. It, it can be a, a bit more laid back in that sense, I guess. Exactly. But organizing a big tournament, I think you're right. It's pre-modern is better for larger groups of people just to come in and yeah. like they- slam. <clears throat> monodorks at the wall or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly they complement each other yeah yeah definitely yeah. but speaking of like uh the u.s seems to have like 2023 was the year when u.s just bloomed in promoter like there's events like 30 40 player events yeah every now and then now right and like yeah. you're going to a lot of them well the midwest uh in general uh has gotten a ton of traction uh with BK shop uh, in Madison. Uh, Here in Minneapolis, we have uh, a local group that's just fantastic. We fire off, uh, you know, eight to 16 person pre-modern tournament every week. Uh, 
Sweet. Uh, uh, so we have a weekly event here with uh, uh, Mill City Old School uh, in Minneapolis. If anybody's in the Twin Cities area, uh, come join us on a Monday night. It's a it's a blast to play. Uh, nice. We're, you know, again, we're a group that was founded uh, for old school magic, uh, but pre-modern has uh, has gained so much traction in the area. Yep. And now these, uh, you know. Jeff Green and uh, the guys over at the Mana Vault uh, held their first pre-modern tournament the other day, and it was a blast. It was incredibly well run. The shop is a great place to play. Uh, how, how close is that to BK's store? Or, are they an, like competing, or is it the it's like, like an hour next and a, city? Hour okay. and a half away. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. you know, thankfully, I can, I can, you know, I can, I can say great things about both shops uh they're not competitors by any stretch yep. uh but they're both talking about having quarterly tournaments uh nice yeah. and they've both routine you know the first one that we had at mana vault was expected to be slightly bigger there was a major snowstorm uh and we mm. still got 35 36 people for it mm. yeah and yeah, then that's and then BK's shop, uh, Misty Mountain Games, they routinely get 30 people plus for pre-modern tournaments. Yeah, so, and have a great coverage as well. So Yeah, yeah shout out to Cloud Goat Ranger for the fant fantastic stream that he puts on every one of those. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, it was great actually wanna... getting to play against him for once at a tournament, though, <laughs> at this uh, Mana Vault tournament. Oh, Hoy did play as well. Yeah, he got to yep. Hoip and BK both got to play in an event for once, which was really oh, nice. nice. And yeah. I played them both round one and two. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! And you played your uh, newest brew, right? Brew, brew, uh, psychonauts. It's hard to call it a brew at this point. I, I just yeah. did it slightly different than a lot of people have done it before. I I started off with a yeah. I, I started off with a psychotog list and the psychotog lists out there there's just such bad cards in the last you know dozen or so cards in the deck mm -hmm. you don't have a lot of stuff in there so if you just cram dreadnought into it now you're more threat rich you still have the control elements i don't know you if you play it just like a psychotog deck it's fine if you're in a matchup where your dreadnought deck is uh, better aggressively mold to uh, dreadnought combo and slam it. Yeah. <laughs> it seems we, it seems really resilient. We will get back to this deck because sure. uh, of another event, but uh, yeah, you want to call it a psychotalk deck that sh slams shrimps? Sure, I want to call it a shrimp deck that just that, that has like extra threats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I um, will say I think that the I think that the the tog itself has won more games for me yeah. than than the shrimps at this point. That's uh, nice. yeah, well, that's... it's it's kind of nice to because you need to respect it in a way, right? So yeah, and it's not as easy to take care of. It's not like naturalize or well, it's it's just it's... such a it's such a crazy threat. It's. It doesn't die to a lot of removal. It doesn't die to any of the red removal. 
Uh, it doesn't die to any of the black removal that is a non-black creature. I guess it, pyroblast. Yeah, that, it does to pyroblast, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, but you've got, you know, I mean... That's sideboard. Yeah, that's sideboard. Uh, mm-hmm. And against red decks, you've still got the dreadnought. Like, it's just... Like, it's so good in all the traditionally bad Psychotog matchups or so good in all the traditionally bad Dreadnought matchups. Yeah. Like it solves a lot. What kind of go, what's going for it? I don't know if you wanted to talk about this later on, Anton. So no, but it doesn't matter. Like, uh, we, we can... Yeah, uh, shoot. Just, what's kind just of going for it is that I think Psychotog pers- as a deck in itself has a lot of problems because mm-hmm. it's kind of easy to address yeah. that strat, uh, I guess. But... Having two different like combos, yeah. quote unquote, in the yeah. same, it's usually a good thing. <laughs> well, and so yeah. yeah, and even out of the sideboard, you have threats that have to be addressed with the cards that are usually addressing a dreadnought or addressing like playing against goblins. How many naturalize are you packing? Because now I've got four engineered plagues and four dreadnoughts. Yeah. Mm. Should, so should we give the listeners more of a layout of the deck, not card per card, but yeah, I don't think it's I, I don't think it's done card for card yet. I think it uh, I think I put it together as a a quick thing. Uh, I didn't put a too much thought into it originally brewing, and I think that there's a lot of work that can be done, but I think there's a really good base there. But. I guess it's not a gush deck since you're playing. Yes. So it's a gush the deck. Okay. the entire the entire uh, thought process around building it was I wanted uh, gush to be better in a psychotog list than it already was. Mm-hmm. I, I've just been so high on gush uh, for the last year. Everything I brew right now is just based around gush. It's a good card. It's a good card. Yeah, it's turns turns out card. it's real good. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, been written books about it. So. Yeah, I, I read them in or a book. book. <laughs> yeah, I that was. Uh, I I read that book. Uh, it was a lot to get through. Uh, it was very <laughs> factual and very dry. Uh, yeah. it's, as it, it should be. <laughs> it was. It was very very. You're reading a book good about information. One magic but I think like a lot you of it, stories or. <laughs> I think a lot of it was uh, stuff that. People who had played around, people who had played with Gush a lot already knew, like saying the same things. Yeah, clearly. Uh, so, it, you know, I read the book uh, because I was brewing so much with Gush. Uh, it, for those it's who kind of haven't, nice to be able haven't to seen say the book, that I wrote the book on Gush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Men Indian wrote a book uh, that's available, Understanding Gush. Uh, it's available through. Uh, the, the Chicago old school group, uh, they're, Sweet. you know, you can, you can order hard copy, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. soft cover, like, uh, go to their website, uh, or just search understanding gush by Stephen Menindian mm-hmm. and it'll come up. Uh, it's, a it's a read, uh, rich Shay. <laughs> thank you for tipping me off about it. Rich, uh, he oh, showed me the book. Okay. Yeah. Well, we were brewing this uh, parfait list, uh, yeah. and I, I was just, I was head over heels for gush at the time. Uh, mm. And mm. Uh, if you listen to uh, 
Rich discuss the deck uh, as he has now mm. uh, on Will's podcast yep. on I've got question, 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 question marks. Uh, he, he discusses it a lot, uh, mm. very in depth, and he talks about the brewing process and how Gush wound up being the wrong choice for that deck. And once uh, he went back to Mulch, uh, the Gush version was very strong when it was strong, but it was uh, it was harder to be consistent. Mm. So when you when you did all of your things just right, it was the strongest version of the deck. Yeah. Uh, but Mulch is so much more consistent. Uh, but he and I were brewing that deck, and he's like, well, you know, it gives me a chance to brush up on this. Have you read this? <laughs> Said, mm-hmm. no, I haven't read that. And uh, went back through, read, you know, got a, got my copy, read through it, and then brought it to Euros and handed it off to Kim Carl Pfeiffer. So oh, he you did? Read it. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Uh, nice. I, I told him I would bring him a copy. I just ended up <laughs> reading through it and bringing him my copy. Nice. Yeah, yeah he, he does like playing shrimps as well. Uh, yeah. But going back to the list, like you're, you're yes. clearly playing black. So is it yep. for uh, like Limdul's Vaults, I guess? Or So Limdul's Vaults was treating me bad. I wasn't super happy with how Limdul's Vault was working until the uh, Mana Vault tournament where it was like the best card in the deck all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. I was thinking like, oh, you should cut this uh, Limdul's, at least one mm-hmm. of these Limdul's Vaults. And then... Uh, I was playing against BK and Limdul's vaulting for the win uh, from a position where I had already ripped his hand apart with duress. And mm. he's like, I don't know. Seems pretty good here. It's like, yeah, it does. It <laughs> I mean, does when, when like... you play Gush and you pair it with Limdul's vault, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. you yeah. So often you set up uh, Gush uh, into Dreadnought off of Limdul's vault. Mm. Uh it just feels amazing. Limdul's vault and then, is I guess really good. You, I've, I've seen builds, the blue black builds with like Shadow Mage, Infiltrator, but here we have uh, here we have another uh, Tog instead, I guess. Yeah. So it Shadow Mage didn't seem good enough. Hmm. No. No. I, I, if I was going to, I haven't seen a good deck either with the. Yeah, I I, I feel like it should be good. I feel like there is an Esper control deck that plays uh, Esper Wizards, uh, mm-hmm. Meddling Mage, and uh, Shadow Mage Infiltrator. I, I keep talking about this. I keep uh, working around brewing it with other people. There's a deck mm-hmm. that we haven't seen that is Dump Truck, uh, yeah. Finkula, Exalted Angel dot deck yeah. that is it's going to be good it's got I, I better man in it i think brandon econ and like who else is it dimitri no i'm not i'm not sure but like they've done pretty well with it like some yeah. monthly like going top 16 or whatever like yeah it seems i mean the mana is outrageous uh but well it's, it's better than trying to play uh red white blue angels whatever we're calling that yeah, 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 today yeah. Mm, that yeah, yeah. that man is so bad, and you <laughs> yeah, get nothing yeah. for it. <laughs> no. Yeah, here we have eight fetch lands at least. So yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that that's the hard sell the mm. mana base. Uh, right. Is so it Rem? Rem is blue. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 
But, okay, but, sorry. But, but what what's going for it is, as you mentioned, like the meddling mages and all the answers also in yeah. a sense, I guess. The, yeah, the only thing meddling mage and swords. Yeah. yeah, swords, clearly. And mm. you can even play bolts or whatever, but the yeah. thing that took it over the top was maybe some sort of like future site version. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the Brian Koal LobsterCon 2022 yeah. list. Mm. Uh, this girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I'd that's the best three-colored version of that deck that we've seen. But I still yeah, think that there's... Uh, there's opportunity for that to be an Esper version instead of a hmm? Red yeah. Splash. Yeah, I think that's interesting, actually. Um, if like, you lose the Angels, the Fire and Ice, and the Bolts, and now you gain... <laughs> Basically the whole... <laughs> yeah, just ditch, ditch the Red. Your mana yeah, okay, gets better. Okay, yeah. You get, you know, now you get Duress to go with your Meddling Mages, and you mm -hmm. get Black Sideboard cards. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, black Sideboard cards are the best Sideboard cards in pre-modern. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that's. Nah. What's the nah? I, it's it's well, black well, or they're white. They're not. But but they, yeah. What, okay. What, what is? What Why is, is? What is a better sideboard card than engineered plague in pre-modern? Uh, I guess like. Naturalize. Well, <laughs> yeah, some yeah exactly. Yeah. Or even, uh, some white version of it maybe yeah. Yeah. Some of the white Something, versions of sure. It. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, black, black is good in, in cyber cards. I agree. Yeah. Well, especially uh, the rest. We always, we, we always talk warmly ab about the rest, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love Overrated. So, okay. <laughs> Duress is overrated <laughs> until you pair it with Meddling Mage. Duress, yeah. Meddling yeah. Mages. Mm -hmm. uh, Duress, Meddling Mage. Duress, uh, uh mesmeric fiend or to rest cabal therapy like do you just pair yeah. it with more that's what i was wondering about if you needed some like sort of yeah, but you don't want to go too big with it i guess too right. controlish i don't know true uh but and in like, certain shells i think duress is better than uh, cabal therapy which is yeah. saying something if you're yeah, going yeah, for sure in dread, in dread not for sure. route, it's cool yeah you can yeah. play like plague spitters and whatever yeah. I guess. But Aaron, yeah. going back to your tog list uh, yeah. <laughs> or Psychonaut, you play four Dreadnoughts. Do you play three togs and one Wonder now? Or what, what's the creature? Uh, I, I keep thinking that one Wonder is good. You, you have so many discard outlets with the togs and the foils. I think you can play mm. Wonder. Uh, I think playing a Wonder uh, and setting it up with two... I think you can drop down to two... Uh, Limdul's vaults. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think. I think if I were gonna register the deck list again tomorrow, I think that's the list I would run. Uh, yep. Just minus minus one of those plus one wonder. Yeah. Mm. But but, but at the Mana Vault uh, tournament, you didn't play wonder. I did not yeah. play wonder. I okay. played sixty for sixty, the exact same list, and I was nearly the same in the sideboard. I ditched one Tormod's Crypt for another Engineered Plague because I foresaw Engineered Plague being very good on the day with all the goblins and enchantress running around. We should mention now for the listeners and for Seb probably that, that what we're referring to is the Super Gauntlet list. Uh, yes. Because yeah. uh, we're going to come to that. Uh, mm. But yeah. 
Aaron did well with with this deck in the Super Gauntlet. Yeah, deck is pretty good. I, I think yeah. it's super legit. I think that uh, it should be played more, and I hope I never play against it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, like, it's nice with all this uh, resurgence of old, like, uh, takes of Dreadnoughts. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, the last year, it feels like... At least the the U.S. guys they really hyped the the blue white version of, of shrimp, uh, and now blue black is pretty hyped. And before that, mono blue was pretty hyped. And so it's like, well, you remember like when blue red has yeah, been yeah, consistent? Yeah. Like I think over all the span of this, it's always yeah. been one blue red has been like consistently the version. third best. Yeah, dreadnought yeah. deck. Like it does. It doesn't matter who's cycling through blue, green, mono blue, blue black, blue white. Blue red is always like the third best. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The but, entire but time. I think it's consistent. In, uh, anyhow, yeah. Uh, and I guess fling is what's get it makes it going over the top in a sense. I, like mono blue lacks the reach that red has. But I'm not saying that it's better than it. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. Whatever. I mean, just this last week, uh, Mike Hoyt played his mono red uh, uh, dreadnought list. Uh, oh, mono red? The fling knot. <laughs> yeah, the fling knot. Okay. With uh, eight hogs and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, sweet. Okay, the, the he, he almost got OG me honestly. Yeah, he he had uh, uh, doubles fear triple howling mine or something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a black vice on the table. Oh. I'm just like constantly trying to stay under the black vice, drawing three cards a turn and gushing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a psychonaut so. is pretty good there, right? So yeah, if you can <laughs> land one through his yeah, 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 uh, yeah, ridiculous yeah. board state, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. We had a we had a really close uh, game three. It was really fun. Always, nice. always a battle playing Hoyp, uh, who's consistently one of the best pre-modern players. Period. Yeah. 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 He, he, he's known for for that. Yeah, and so are you, Aaron. Oh, no way! Not yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're pretty known uh, in pre-modern, uh, but like let, let's circle back. Um, sure. So what the we're talking about you traveling for tournaments. Yeah, like yeah, how yeah. how much mm. how often do you travel for a medic tournament? Uh, I try to get a couple in a year at least. Yep. Uh, I had the one year where I was traveling a lot. Uh, I did a lot of traveling in 22, mm. uh, but it was, I, you know, we'd all just been cooped up inside for so long. It was really great yeah. to be out and about again. And, you yeah. know, I had so many frequent flyer miles stashed away. I just kind of went for it. But uh, moving forward, I think traveling, traveling to, you know, I, I'm one state over from Wisconsin, so making it to all these mm. Wisconsin tournaments is really just something I can drive to. Yeah. Uh, and you do so like to drive a car, man. I, I do. I do try to make it a point <laughs> in all my travels to set up uh, some time to drive around a famous racetrack, too. That's right. my oh, that's my other expensive hobby while I'm traveling. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, yeah. I mean, I went to... The first time I went to Germany, I did a a few laps around the Nürburgring. Uh, the next time I went to Germany, I actually did a trip out to Spa in Belgium uh, yeah. to, to go around Spa de Francochamps uh, with a, uh, a racing school there. Uh, 
Like so, the setup is that you rent a car there, and yep. like it's a close track. So, uh, but are you are are you going with other people, or is it like one? It's not yeah, a race. Yeah, so I guess. no, it's not a race per se. Uh, mm. uh, in Spa, it was because you in your graduation race, they call it. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going out and racing with everybody who's been uh, doing the class all day. But then uh, in Germany, that that's a it's considered a toll road in Germany. Uh, the they treat it just like a toll road, like an autobahn. There is no mm-hmm. speed limit. Uh, you know, it's a 13 mile track, uh, and it's open to anybody who has the insurance to cover it. But you know, it's your insurance, just like any other thing. Your insurance has to be good enough to cover any car that you might wreck because. It's it's a road. If you crash into a Porsche, you've got to pay the guy for his Porsche. So I guess you, you need to be your insurance have to like be able to pay the other guy's car. Yeah. Also, I guess. So so there are fantastic rental agencies there, uh, and I I rent a race car, a fully prepped race car. Uh, this last uh, the time that I went around last, it was a BMW 3 Series race car, and then a. You know, my daily driver is a Tesla Model 3 Performance, and they had a Tesla Model 3 Performance, so I just rented one of those that was fully track-prepped with big brakes, big cooling, uh, big downforce. uh, So, you know, no interior, all the the race trimmings, and took that around. It was a blast. Super. Aaron, you're a nerd. You're such a nerd. I am. I'm a nerd for all of my hobbies. (laughs) That's good. But like, yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. Like you're doing the the thing everyone, I guess, w- wants to in the end. But like you're combining both webcam play and community vibing with IRL play and traveling. So like after the pandemic, yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen you so much through the, yeah. my computer screen. So it was like pretty goddamn cool to mm-hmm. to meet you IRL. And uh, yeah. I think I think that's what the pre-modern has been so good at is community vibing we've got a great community so if you get out and interact with it uh it's a blast you know Mm. how you know if you haven't been to a pre-modern event like one of these lobster con euros uh any of the spanish uh Mm. technoliga things if you haven't been to one of those and you have any ability to make it to one you should absolutely do it uh, you know, every story that comes out of those has been so positive. What a what a blast I've always had. So, yeah. and it's, I found it's two cards when we were uh, talking about your the possible patch you guys should get uh, from the water <laughs> pool. I put put them in the chat there. We have Energizer. <laughs> the, uh, that's a pretty cool cool art. I guess that's a spoiler for me. Energizer. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's a. F- Two, two for four, and you can put a plus one, plus one counter by paying two and tapping it. It's an artifact creature. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, it's a cool art, right? <laughs> That's great art. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we have the Keldon Battle Wagon. That's also pretty neat. So so your theme is like, so, what, vehicles? So that because you're traveling well, or what? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. my theme, well, I guess you, you, you need some sort of... Uh, what what, what what did you call you? Did you guys call yourself the battle? Uh, oh yeah, the the road warriors. Yeah. Road warriors. Yeah. 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 So the theme is road warriors, I guess. Nice. 
Uh, I don't know Honestly, the other... Keldon Battle Wagon, I remember that from playing Limited. I remember drafting that over and over again. Mm. It's so bad. It's, <laughs> it's so bad. Well, the car, it's so bad yes. until it's not. Uh, but the art is oh nice. My God. It's an 03 trample for five, and it can't block. Yeah. <laughs> and when it attacks, you have to sacrifice it at the end of combat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you no. have creatures <laughs> to give it plus X plus O, but the art is very cool. I yeah, would say. yeah, for it's, sure. Uh, Kev Walker that does the art. Yeah, mm. uh, you know, so so often uh, at the time, you know, it was such a slow, limited format, uh, and your everything would come down to like just one big swing with the trample, because you would. <laughs> You would stalemate towards the middle where nobody could attack for risk of losing yeah. their creatures, and then you would just like yeah. trample over. Mm. Yeah, and like limited isn't wasn't what what it is today maybe. And yeah, no, limited was real rough. Uh, <laughs> Prophecy rough. limited must have been like the worst oh, experience God. I can imagine. Uh, mm. But yeah, it was it was rough. <laughs> it was it was not not a good limited format uh, for me. No, no. Mm. So maybe maybe it was miserable for me because they kept drafting Kelton Battle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so traveling around uh, and uh, like going forward, there's a lot of things that people can go and vis- visit nowadays. Uh, yeah, what would you really? guys say uh, if you you're not like deep into premodern? Like, how would you go about to find out what tournaments to? check out like worldwide so i would hop on the pre-modern facebook group uh if you're not on facebook there's a great discord uh for the pre-modern community uh if you hop mm-hmm. on to one of those people will pump their uh tournaments try to find the tournament that's closest to you and just dive into the community uh the more you dive into the community the more that you're going to see uh a the way that the community interacts with each other which is always so so great uh yeah and then also the tournaments that are coming up depending on wherever you are there's probably a pre-modern tournament within traveling distance from you coming up Mm. yeah like Uh, find a local group is probably the best way to yeah if you find your local group you know we've had so many so many people come to our uh local play events here in uh for mill city old school uh that found us through just asking the question on the pre-modern uh discord like hey anything happening in or around the twin cities and somebody will just tag me in it like aaron you know (laughs) let them know nudge nudge. (laughs) yeah i I will give some practical tips here as well. Uh, Vedast Sanxis, who joined us at the Old Frame episode we did, his uh, website, mtgoldframe.com, he has actually listed, uh, like, uh, he has a tournament schedule where he lists every, like, known uh, tournament uh, that people talks about. So so there's an actual like quite good tool if you want to like Absolutely. see uh, events. I do wish I do wish more people would get their stuff on there. Uh yeah. I mm. don't I, I know we've put our local tournaments on there. Uh but I don't always see it. Uh, I don't mm. always see some of the tournaments uh that are around me make it mm. on there. Yeah. I, I hope more people use that tool uh yeah. in the future because it's great. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think like if if you're traveling for an event, like the best the best sized events are the like 
five five to six rounds events, like around 30 to yeah. 50 people. Th those events are great. But if you want to go like big, uh, obviously like the Euros and LobsterCon um, among other nationals, like yes. Spanish nationals are pretty Spanish well known. Spanish nationals are huge. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and the lastly, I would like to add, like the I guess the Discord is also a way to, uh, if people like to chat about mm. and there instead. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, and where oh, could you sorry. find the Discord? I think you can do it on primordialmagicright.com. Yeah. yeah. And invite via there. That's the like mothership uh, website, anyhow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that has a lot of links. And uh, the banding newsletter uh, that yeah. Phil sends out sends out a lot of uh, information about pre-modern in general. Uh, and I, is there a website for banding? Uh, I don't think there is. I think it just does the newsletter thing. Like, Yeah, you yeah. need to sign up uh, via Facebook. I think I did it at least there. Uh, but uh, Aaron is checking it out. We can refer yeah, to checking. Phil Wynn's episode. So, uh, yes, uh, well. there is uh, <laughs> mtgbanding.substack.com. Uh, mtg uh, mm. So there is a place where you nice. can see. Okay. Phil, Phil does a great job, including you know uh, primers on what decks are in the meta and what decks you can build for what budget. Uh, everything... Everything about the format and how to get started in it, Phil puts together a really, really comprehensive uh, primer mm -hmm. that is uh, you sign up for on banding.substack.com and it signs you up for the emails. So I can't recommend that enough. Uh, get get onto the mailing list that way and get mm -hmm. all the information right in your inbox. Yep. So that's, nice. that's for traveling, basically. But we're going to yeah. go into some uh, more, yeah, uh, like the tournaments, I guess. Yeah, stuff for like sure. That. We should, but we should uh, refill our drinks. Yeah, it's a good idea. So this is where you this is where you cut in some Minnesota yeah. Swinglish uh, Fargo quotes or something. Yeah, uh. every time we say cut, I need to find the place where I need to cut. But that's yeah. okay. I'll okay, yeah. Here, here uh. it goes. Still doing your homework? Yeah. You know, we got a relatively big game today, kid. Yeah, well, I got a relatively big math tutor. Can't have this hanging over my head. Hmm, math, huh? You know... I've always heard that it helps to write it down. You've worked all season long, and now it comes down to this. You wonder what goes through the minds of the players and the coaches in pressure situations like these. <laughs> all right, should we go back to Aaron? Yeah, What's it, what are we doing next? We're talking... Um, We've been talking like IRL magic and yeah. um, uh, webcam magic, and there's there's another type of magic in promoter, like the special events, where you've been a uh, reoccurring figure. Uh, so like PSS, Super Gauntlet, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I have done three PSS now. Uh, yeah. 
uh, it's been a blast every time. That is probably the the most fun that you can have playing pre-modern uh, because yeah. it's utter nonsense the whole time, and it's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys know from doing the epic what, what a blast that is. And then doing the Super Gauntlet, I have not had a chance to do the Super Gauntlet until this year. Oh, this was your first as well? Yeah, because it, oh, okay, okay, it okay. tends yeah. to fire around the same time as the PSS. Uh, and true. I can't have three decks built for one thing and eight decks built for another thing <laughs> uh, very easily. Yeah. Unless I have to get really careful about what decks I'm playing in each. Yeah, it usually uh, sure. comes down to mana base and right. or sideboard, I guess, how many tournament scripts you have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and at this point, I think I've got 20-plus tournament scripts. Yeah. <laughs> like Tormod Crypt, Duress, Cabal Therapy, Counterspell, Swords. You know, the the staples I'm just stacking as far as the eye can see. But you're doing good. Like, I, I have probably 20 Crypts as well, but I have four from the Dark. So whenever I play a match, it's like, do I really want to show my opponent a Chronicles when I have the Dark? And so <laughs> I'll, I'll just put it in, in the... <laughs> yeah, I have a ton, you know... I have a bunch of Chronicles, I've got a bunch of Dark, but I really, the ones that I've liked more are the, uh, was it Time Shifted? Time Spiral? Oh, I don't okay, know. Okay, okay. Just because the border is so so good on them. So yeah. you're doing Retro Border, Time Shifted, then, or the new yeah. bordered one? No, yeah, Retro, retro Border, yeah. 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 You can't. Didn't I tell you, uh, Anton, when I, I went to try to do that, the retro border the new art retro bordered and i wanted yeah. to get some baubles oh yeah and i oh. accidentally bought mishra's baubles uh. <laughs> so i have four <laughs> mishra's baubles <laughs> you know what i will never play they're, they're playable in so many formats yeah mm. and none just, of them that just i just none of the playing. ones you play <laughs> exactly they're a good proxy for ursus bubble though but yeah yeah exactly you really so. want to proxy ursus bubbles <laughs> <laughs> I think I would get laughed away from a table if I proxy versus bubbles. Uh, uh, it's like, well, this is kind of neat. I'm just looking at the art, not looking at anything else. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of neat. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe I could nice. get some extra bubbles. So I was like, well, whatever. And then I got them, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a cheap mistake. But like, yeah, honest, honest mistake. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I also did uh, the Super Gauntlet this year, yeah. so let's let's talk about that and just like explain it briefly. Mike Michael Arnold um, throws this event every year where he yep. he has sixty four decks uh, or fifty six preset decks, yeah, deck fif- archetypes, fifty six presets, and then we each draft uh, seven of those. In you know, yep. we we set up a, a draft order and we all draft, which is hilarious and then we each draft uh one of you know we don't have to draft it because we all have a brew slot and we just announce what our brew is yeah so so we're eight eight players who who is doing this thing every year yeah it's always you and me got to do it yeah yeah i agree and it was way more fun than i would have thought uh just because of the group chat the group chat made oh, everything yeah. so much better. <laughs> Again, this is this is one that I, I can't recommend highly enough. If you get a chance to 
compete in the 64 deck super gauntlet that Mike Arnold hosts. Uh, <laughs> please do. Really, yeah. it, it's it's amazing. And I mean, like it's like <clears throat> it is what you make it. So yes, I mean, sure, we're we're all competitive, but we're also like. We don't give a shit in this setting. It's like right. it's just to showcase and have fun. Like the draft was obviously you, you like when you got the first pick, you kind of wanted to to pick your competitive deck, but then mm-hmm. it's like <clears throat> the Wild so, West, right? So. I feel like I feel like I did pick one of my favorite competitive decks first. I picked Goblins, and everybody was oh. shocked that I didn't pick uh, Sly. Sly, yeah, yeah with yeah. the the first. What did I have? Like the third or fourth pick uh and everybody it was still there for me and everybody was shocked that i didn't pick it but following (laughs) following me was mike arnold and uh and jeff white yeah so these are two goblins players yeah so goblins won't be there when i come back around and i think it's probably the best deck for the current metagame so Mm. i i I did take that to start off Mm. that's Uh, all the plan and but how how does it you're you're able to play whatever goblins version is or is it mono red or it was no, basically it was whatever specifically okay. whatever whatever red green or red black that you wanted mm. to play yeah mm. so it's no it doesn't say that you need to play any specifics yeah. outside of the the, the rule is basically it, it's considered established if it has ever like top eight at a tournament so like uh you you have some artistic freedom to like do your iteration of it but yeah. you kind of have to keep well, like, somewhere in in the the way that we had uh the clerics deck come onto the scene in pre-modern was mm. adam drafted white weenie uh adam yeah. rice drafted white weenie and he brought this clerics list that nobody had seen before. And he's like, trust me, this is the, and he's right. It's the best white weenie deck, uh, in the mm-hmm. format. And he was doing great with it. Uh, yeah, yeah. and that, that was the introduction for everybody to clerics. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a bit of leeway once you draft the deck, like which, which take on it you want to play. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're able to do different. This this sounds like a real nice gateway uh, drug for me if I would oh, ever play so it. Because good. You, mm. you need to buy more cards, no, <laughs> probably. No, no. <laughs> so like goblins. Okay, okay. I guess I need to get a goblin deck now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that that's one of the rules. Like you can't proxy for this event. Uh, so you you when you sign up, you you. The prerequisite is you need to own at least 12 decks of, yeah. of the 56 uh, listed. So then there's a spread wide enough so you can pick. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and yeah. the last round did get a little uh, tricky for us because some people had picked outside of the decks that they had built. So we get to the end and Mike is kind of directing like, so long as this deck is here for so-and-so to pick, you know, yeah. then we're fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I don't really understand. So they, because you're, why? Because they don't have. So that, I think I screwed some of the math up. Uh, okay. Yeah, you did. Specifically, yeah, you did. specifically <laughs> me picking things that I didn't current. Uh, so for you know some inside baseball sort of things for everybody who hasn't been a part of this yet. Uh, the initial questionnaire that you fill out when you start is uh, what decks can you play? 
Now I filled yeah. out what decks I had built at the time. You know, I had mm. those decks ready to go. Mm. But then we're getting to the point in the draft where it's like, I don't know. Pick number six or something. Pick so. pick number six. And yeah. I'm like, Mike Arnold is going to get way too much value out of uh, Fish at this point. Like, he's the only person who plays Merfolk out of this. Like, and it's still just sitting there. So I, <laughs> it was coming back around after my pick. It was Mike Arnold. And I said, you know what? I'll take Merfolk. He's like, that's not even <laughs> on your questionnaire. It's not, it's not listed. Well, but it's still but then, there. Then, and I'll then take you're, it. you're not doing anything wrong. Right. It was still there. So yeah. I took it. I think that's But he, good. he thought he was going to really get like some this. great value from it because yeah, it was still exactly. there. Yeah, he, he had that inside scope exactly. as well, like yeah. as the organizer. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so it felt really good. And the chat was, again, the chat was incredible because it was just <laughs> us ripping on each other. Because Ant- another deck that I don't think I had listed uh, was Groatog. Yeah. And mm. you were you were like, I, I don't know, how is Groatog? Is it playable? I'm like, not really. Because it, you know, it's bad at these the following things. <laughs> and then you passed on that one and picked something else. And I'm like, immediately after I took uh, Groatog. Groatog, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody in the was US like... was waking up to me picking that pick mm. <laughs> after talking you out of it. This feels like like Kev do you know Kevin Costa the draft day if you oh, yeah. seen it? Like, oh the okay. it felt it felt like a fantasy football draft. Like it exactly. felt, it I, felt I haven't like played that. fantasy football but like any fo- any draft overall. You're yeah. like making calls like, hey you should, I don't need that and uh, do we need it? I don't know, really. Yeah, oh. but there, yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of politics as well. Like, uh, Arnold, you better not fuck me over on this one. Because I'm going to give you the third pick three, three if I can have now. the second pick. And oh, then yeah. You're gonna, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like... Coming if, in from last year, first picker. Honestly, we should... We're passing our first pick to... We should do uh, that in future... Mike Arnold, take note. We should do that in future Super Gauntlets. We should be able to trade picks. Like, I'll give you my first round pick if I get your second and fourth. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. I I was the first first seed to pick, and it was uh, not the greatest place to be, actually. I mean, I, I got to pick Replenish, but I knew I, I would right. never get Elves because, like, mm-hmm. my ne- next pick is number 15 in the order. So, like, 14 yeah. good decks will just yeah. immediately disappear. Because it's, it's a snake draft. So being yeah. on... Being on... Being up first means you get your favorite deck, right? You get yeah, to pick yeah. your, for sure, I want this one and nothing else. Uh, yeah. But you're not going to get another tier one deck. So you're like, no. all your eggs are in one basket. Being in the middle was also kind of awful because everybody had had their first, I, you know, I thought it would be worse because nobody drafted the like clear tier one decks, really, yeah. to start off. So I thought Goblins was going to be gone. Burn was going to be gone. Hmm. Uh, Land still was going to be gone. And all those were still available, and I could have picked any of them. So I guess that wasn't so bad. But by the time it came back around, yeah. I was all, I feel like I was already reaching for a good yeah. deck. Mm. But the, whatever, the deck that I won it with was like my sixth round pick. So yeah. mm. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. And so then you have a number amount of decks. I guess you have how many are you picking? 
How many picks do you have? You, you pick them? seven, and then you have your one brew. So for my one yeah. brew, I picked you know the deck that I was working on with uh, Rich at the time. We were working on that uh, taxless parfait, uh, hmm. not parfait or whatever. And I played our current version of that uh, that was outdated by the time that uh, by the time that I was playing our first game with it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're submitting it when before drafts and everything, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so you had like needs... two weeks after the draft to submit your decks, yeah. uh, your deck, your okay. finalized deck list. But yeah. And then what? You have uh, seven plus one, and what happens after that? You just play a like a March Madness style bracket tournament. Uh, mm -hmm. Everybody gets everybody gets to predict. They do their their brackets and they try to predict what decks are going to win what matchups all the way through mm. and so it's a single elimination tournament if you play one deck it's burned or yeah if you lose with your yeah. deck it's gone it's gone. gone okay you need to win with the deck yeah, yeah. so you're, you're, you're fir the first round is 32 matches mm. uh and then it's 16 matches and no yeah 64 down to 32 down to 16 down to 8, down to 4, down to yeah. Yeah, the finals. Yeah. yeah. So I thought Zombies <clears throat> was super well positioned uh, because it had so much graveyard hate, so much disruption, and it was yeah. really going to capitalize on its matchups, but it was out in the first round. <laughs> so my br bracket was super busted and because uh, yeah. I had it going all the <clears throat> way. Uh, yeah, my my uh, first uh, my choice to win the whole thing was actually Psychonaut. Uh, really? Because I was probably the only one who... who Looked through the list before doing the prediction, <laughs> and I was like, "This is not this is not psychotog. This is like blue black dreadnought with psychotog." So, and the pairings looked just good. So, like, yeah, I had you. I predicted you to win, Aaron, and you did. I I did not see it getting past goblins. I don't think. I I thought there was no mm. way. Mm. There's always a way. Yeah. It, mm. uh, honestly, it performed so much better than I expected. I've been so happy with that deck. Yeah. yeah, but but then but, again, it's uh, <laughs> it's the Wild West. It's a sing a single ton ish. Yeah. You you format. you can't mitigate like yeah. just yeah. building sideboards. <laughs> just building sideboards. Like you don't know what you're gonna face. So like mm. or, or you know the 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 four players are playing like the US pod and four players are playing the Euro pod. Yes. Okay. So you know like uh, I knew that both goblins and sly will not be in my in my gauntlet for the early rounds, so maybe mm. I could pack less like shields and uh, red elemental blast or whatever. Right, and I had to, but, like, I had to uh, go really heavy on those because yeah. both of those decks were in my bracket. Yeah, mm. but but like then there's just like the bracket has no mercy. Like I I got Hermit Feb, which <laughs> felt like yeah this is solid as hell, and I was paired versus Hermit Nought on uh, by Gemma <laughs> on the first round, and it's like he's just a faster deck. And he drew yeah. the nuts, uh, so yeah. it's like, yeah, uh, it, it is what it is. In many <laughs> senses, it's a die roll then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. and I yeah. had, uh, uh, oh, I had my tricks deck, which I was really high on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which oh. was a super crazy brew. Shout out uh, shout out to Dane, our, our local mad scientist here, who, Dane yeah. Malone, builds crazy decks. Uh, he's always brewing. Uh, and he had this <clears throat> tricks deck. I didn't have a tricks deck ready to go, but you get to these late rounds, you're like, well, shoot, I don't have any of these decks ready to go because <laughs> I screwed myself picking things from other people's list. Uh, and I hey, had to... Hey, had to yeah. <laughs> so I had to, I had to... like I'm like, hey, man, if I pick tricks, can I borrow your deck? He's like, sure. And his deck is super, super cool. 
And if it had been anything but a first-turn reanimator thing, two games in a row, I feel like uh, his deck would have been in a lot better spot. But I got the, you know, uh, the absolute nuts from Jeff uh, yeah. two games in a row. And uh, But what, what does the trick stack, it's, it's a, what colors and what, what does it? So his is a five, co so I brought a five oh. color tricks. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. And it's. While at it, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nutty brew uh, that's mm. trying to stick, you know, it's got, uh, burning wish uh, it's got cabal therapies it's got you know all kinds of uh, unique cards it, in it. did it have academy rectors as well uh, no no academy rectors no? Okay. Uh, but it had uh, it had uh, enlightened tutors and burning wish <gasps> so it had like uh, double uh, silver bullet package mm -hmm. so it, it was crazy it was awesome I love that deck and I've seen it do so well uh playing locally uh but it just did not stand a chance against yeah. full-blown nuts reanimator yeah but, yeah but that's the thing with the gauntlet like mm -hmm. it really got your creative uses going it like i got a re i reignited my like pre-modern love because like and yes. now i had to like deep dive into these weird uh archetypes i never played like i had to play sue Fucking Sue, not my type so of deck. So good. Like, it, yeah, I went top eight with it, but yeah. like such a weird deck, and it's like uh, it was fun. I uh, think Sue has some sort of resurgence in a way, right? Uh, at least. I mean, Savannah Lions is obviously the card of twenty twenty three. Yes. But yeah. But not so, green, maybe <laughs> or whatever. I yeah. think I think green's super good. Uh, the the thing is, your man is bad. Uh, yeah. Your creatures have to make up for it. <laughs> that, welcome and, to Premodern. <laughs> it's one of the... Uh, oh, shoot. What was the article uh, that people talk about all the time? You don't want to be the the worst version of the same deck. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so yeah. against so many things, it's like the worst aggro deck. Uh, yeah. And it's super vulnerable mm -hmm. to your opponent's removal. And it's super vulnerable mm. to a price of progress because the mana is so weak. Uh, so yeah, but but like, I mean, you play Wax Wayne Light and Vault Swords to Plowshares. Yeah. So you have like right. uh, you have an insane removal suite. Mm. Yes. And I was like, I Absolutely. was paired versus David Daniels um, Mists of Stagnation, like build your own stasis homebrew. Yeah. Uh, and like, he's like, there's one card who can break this uh, when I get the full lock, and it's Wax Wayne, because you can drop a land and you have one mana, the only one mana enchantment removal in Premodern, you play four of in your main deck. Isn't it ridiculous <laughs> that Wax Wayne yeah. becomes the best card in that deck, though? Like, yeah, Wax yeah, Wayne is so good. In ah, it's deck. insane. It's super good. Yeah. But yeah. So, Seb, um, the TLDR, like, you should. Uh, Try to join one of these things. We can yeah. do it like oh, yes. um, um, off off the record. This sounds like the most fun. Uh, like especially, you have brew space in that sense, and you get to buy more magic cards. I think actually a really <laughs> fun way to do this would be an in-person tournament, uh, like an invite only amongst your friends, and you just yeah. show up with the decks, and you're each just grabbing the decks off the yeah. table. Yeah, I'll I'll ask uh, Martin Berlin because he and I we have crazy like 
pools yep. anyhow. We have enough decks for enough people, so... Yeah. I mean, the, the issue is, like, you kind of need, like, 16 Mox Diamonds and, like, 20 yeah. Dreadnoughts yeah. and, okay. like... Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. okay. You're right. You're right. We're, maybe not like that, but maybe he has enough of them. Mm. That, I don't know. But yeah, you have yeah. everybody bring a couple of decks, and then you set them all on the table, and you just draft them. Mm. Yeah. Like and if you do, as you mentioned, uh, Aaron, you, you're probably able to proxy, especially if it's one person, like giving all the yeah, other yeah. people yeah. decks or whatever. So and I don't huge, mind. huge it's shout more out. It's like a cube thing then. Uh, to Gerard Sajatikowski, uh from ours, who just graciously offered to let anybody borrow whatever they needed. <laughs> yeah, of course that. Yeah, because his his collection is incredible. Uh, yeah. Actually, in general, we had uh, people with fantastic collections in the uh, in the Super Gauntlet, but yeah. Gerard is uh, the nicest guy on the planet, and uh, yes, yes was such a great uh, contribution, uh, contributor of trash talk uh, as well. Like our, our trash talk is going to like go down. I'm saving that chat. It was legendary. The, the nonsense that we threw at each other, but also like the, the super warm and gracious chat as well. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this chat had just good, great guys. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Cause it get cold like Minnesota. Call like Minnesota. Call like Minnesota. Um, but yeah that that's the like that that is i'm not saying like anyone is an asshole but like the the one thing you could do as an organizer when you have an invitational is you can cherry pick uh people you know like yeah they will fit together or like this would become a fun experience so yeah mm. um, it's nice yeah. um yeah. and Super fun. we brushed over uh some other special invitationals also there uh i guess the yeah. one that you helped organize anton uh yeah epic was epic. uh pss in europe basically yeah uh, but also yeah like like one of my best experiences is, i uh, i definitely want to see more epic, epic soon mm. yeah uh we'll hopefully get there but yeah, yeah. Uh, busy days i don't know how how how, <laughs> how hoip and flint does it like yeah. I know how busy Flint is. It's insane. Yeah. And uh, Hoip too. So, yeah. And that's Absolutely. the PSS we're talking about. That. Yeah, yep. that's PSS. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the <clears throat> are we ending on the Psychonaut deck then, I guess? Because you won with it, as we also mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think... Uh, like, what I mentioned going through the Invitational and having like decks going all the ways around what would you or did you say that earlier like what would you do playing it in like a regular <laughs> tournament quote unquote like, i think it? the deck is like 95 percent correct honestly it's mm-hmm. it, you know you could you know there are there are absolutely wonder 
you mentioned we, we I mentioned think you, I think you could play a wonder in it. Uh, yeah. I, I kept getting stuck with a psychotog that got uh, chump blocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, it felt uh, better to hold psychotog back in those situations and just block everything uh, yeah. <laughs> with yeah. a completely impervious creature that they can't ever kill. Uh, you know, you know, I beat Stompy. Of of all the decks, Stompy was a really hard. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one beat. looked really, really difficult uh, to to beat. But yeah, yeah, but it uh, it went it went well. Uh, you know, I it, it beat goblins. Uh, mm. I I think the deck is just about there. I, yeah. Whatever. Play play four of good stuff in blue and black, and you're basically there, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I mean, I, the finals was uh, very exciting too. Like versus yeah. that guy Ale. Uh, like yeah, sweet finals. And yeah. that guy Ale versus uh, Combat X is usually a triumph for the that guy Ale. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, it felt uh, felt like I was always trying to scrape something together uh, against Dead Guy, and mm. same against uh, you know I, in this uh, most recent uh, Milwaukee tournament I played against Will. And yeah. I think I, I think I let myself uh, get talked into the fact that I was scraping something together, because it had been like trying to establish control of a stasis deck, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I let myself reach a little too far because I, I sensed blood in the water and I went for the win when I could have just held off for a couple more turns and won anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I heard. I listened to the latest uh, yeah. Spycon, and uh, Flores mentioned uh, Gaia's Blessing being in the deck. Yeah, uh, but you yeah. know, I, I don't ever expect to see Gaia's Blessing in Stasis, so I guess that was that was my bad yeah. uh, for not reading it. Uh, but I, I just went when I when I could have held off, I, I went for the win, and mm. it probably was not correct. Looking back, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty and all that. Uh, honestly, yeah. I think I think the deck has performed better than I have. So, <laughs> uh, well, I, you two for two, top eighting with the deck. So yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. My, deck deck feels great. Yeah, and like that keeps you awake at night. At least that's good. Mm-hmm. The, the all the misplaced. Uh, oh that's something yeah, to, I've got plenty yeah, of those. Something to keep, hold on to. But like you have to do those. Like that's why we are yeah, still yeah. playing Magic after twenty years, right? Or thirty or whatever. One of my fondest memories regarding Psychotog is uh, like uh, end of extra rounds. Uh, play everyone just waiting for the last table, and mm-hmm. the player is going in for attacks with his Psychotog, and he's just like trying to gush and like doing all the things. And, my, and the opponent, everyone can look at both hands, clearly, or look, just waiting for them to end. The opponent sits with wing shards in his hand. So the psychotope player is just like, no, no, I can get there, I can get there. And then I'm going to do this. And I was like, no, my God. <laughs> you have no, if I get a counterspell, and then I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way to get there. But maybe in your, you're playing... Um, Stifle in your version, so <laughs> honestly, yeah, Stifle, Stifle yeah. feels like it so works. You, you have so a version well. that might have got gotten through that. I mean. Yeah, well, you you end up after sideboard, especially because you end up with a really strong sideboard to a lot of decks, mm. uh, and you still have Stifle, which answers so many things in pre-modern. Yeah. 
Mm. You know, it with Will, it was going to come down to who was the better uh, brain freeze deck. And I've, yeah. if you've got Stifle, you're automatically the better brain freeze deck. Yeah, yeah sure. sure. Uh, <laughs> if if you don't sense blood in the water and go for it when you don't need to, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Honestly, yeah. the deck the deck is very scary. I want um, to never see it across the table. It, <laughs> it treated nice. me very well. But I, I love these decks where when you combine two synergies that like complements each other. So like even yeah. Vision Charm, it, it it means like plus two and a half, plus two and a half for Psychodog. Like, so yeah. honestly, yeah. when I was building the deck, because I built the deck as a joke originally. So our group oh. chat for uh, the the uh, Super Gauntlet was yeah. full of people trying to game the you know deck selection rules and you were trying to well i kind of want to play ponza is ponza aggro enough to be an aggro deck no it's not aggro get out of here it's, <laughs> it's like the definition of a mid-range deck stop it and then david daniel's like how many togs do i have to play to call it a tog deck well i want to i want to play two and everybody's like well, it has to be at least three. So I played more togs in my deck than anybody wanted to play in their tog list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah and I, yeah. I, you know, I, I brewed up like I'm just like screw it. I'm just putting tog in everything. And I joked with you guys. I sent you the screenshot of like <laughs> my my mana vault was just full of the decks that I was going to play. You know, and it was goblin knot. Uh, which we tricks, obviously took as a tricks, joke. Tricks not. Yeah. And it was a <laughs> yeah, joke. And, and it was and a then joke. you came with it. And, and then, then you came with it. And then, but I had I had brewed those decks up. You know, I had put yeah. them all in my mana vault. And I'm like, I kept coming back to this uh, blue-black uh, list going like, I think this is the best dog list. Mm. Like, I mm. think this is it. Yeah. Uh, you know, all these cards work. Uh, and what kept coming back to me is a a cube draft that you and I did where you brain freezed yourself or vision charmed yourself for a lethal tog. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, that's the plus two that you mentioned, the vision yeah. charm, the second yeah. mode, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, you know that, what? You can mill yourself for four cards. Yeah. And it, uh, it's, it absolutely works. You have, you know, you can, I have now brain freezed myself that's yeah. sweet. For, oh, I've brain no. freezed myself to pump Tog for lethal. Yeah. I you think know, there's you, a lot you gush, of... You gush uh, yeah. into brain freeze. You know, it feels yeah. amazing. Mm. And I think there's instances, like, maybe not big, uh, but like Vision Charm with, uh, like, Psychotog, where you yeah. can go, okay, I'm going into attacks. I'm Opponent plays white or whatever. So mm. if I want to play around swords, I could just make the opponent not have plates, I guess, also. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Or maybe as the best mode for that card, at least, is probably just mill yourself and <laughs> hit him for a bunch. Well, or, uh, <coughs> or turn uh, your turn your lands into islands and yeah. turn your swamp into That's an right. island so you can gush yeah. or... That's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're playing Duresses and Cabal Therapy, yeah. so you can also kind of push your opponent into playing their gushes in some instances, I guess. Yeah. No, uh, it, like honestly, all the cards synergize so well in the deck that it... Mm. 
you know, that yeah. was that was my real finding from uh, the the gauntlet was how well all these blue cards synergize together. But that, that's when you know it. That, that that's like hermit knot. Like when you know you find like two co separate combos that just complements each other yeah. well enough. Like then you know it's a legit deck. They meld yeah. together yeah. in a sense. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. It was fantastic. It was such a such a great experience. Thank you, Mike Arnold, and everybody in our group chat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ev everybody same, same. that made that uh, such a great experience. Yeah. And congrats, Aaron. Thank that you. Thank you very much. Well fought and well deserved. Even Thank though you. Uh, you took a lot of shit from us by playing shrimps in every deck, but yeah, I yeah. played shrimps you, you, in two decks. But I did, I yeah. did, I, just like I promised you at the very beginning, I was going to cram gush into everything, and I crammed <laughs> gush into almost everything. Uh, yeah, I crammed gush into four decks, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> half, drawing half cards my decks is nice. Gush. So yeah, blue, nice drawing cards, nice. Yeah. everything sounds good. Yeah, permission, permission in a, a field of combo decks is good. It turns out, yeah. Yeah. permission and sure. discard. <laughs> but this is your thing, right? Uh, we talked a bit about about it before we started recording. That Aaron is like he's a good tweaker, mm -hmm. uh, like likes likes to perfect the certain decks. And I do like, try to do that. Yeah, yeah. And Sly is obviously your like uh, yeah your front runner uh, in premodern, but. Uh, What's new on that front? Have you uh, you you stated that you have uh, I think, tweaked it more? No. Well, I think that Sly is a like exactly in the right spot uh, now. Mm. You know, we're seeing everybody kind of solidify. Like we're all fifty nine of sixty in the main deck, and everybody's sideboard changes based on whatever their meta is, wherever mm. they're playing. But it's all. You know, it all comes down to that flex spot. And do you play the fourth bobble, or do you play your twentieth <laughs> land, or do you bobble. play your lava dart? <laughs> do you even uh, play the bobble? Yeah. yeah. No. It seems like the people that are doing well with it now. Uh, you know, we just had uh, you know three major events uh, this last weekend. Jared won uh, the one uh, that he was playing at Mike won the one that he was playing at Mike Flores won the one that he was playing at. Uh, these are, you know, uh, routinely the, uh, magic online society it's performing there. Uh, mm -hmm. and the ones that are performing are playing three to four bobbles. Mm. But, but isn't like the three bobbles, isn't that just because Flores doesn't have like four signed bubbles or something. No, he's like he's got oh, four. Yeah. He's got one white bordered that oh, only that's signed it, for him. That's it. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. But it was yeah. specifically. I have some mistress bubbles if you would like <laughs> to trade. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, the him. trick the trick with his was uh, so again. This is something we've all talked about. You know, is the twentieth land correct? Yeah. And the twentieth yeah. land probably should be. A uh, barbarian ring because barbarian mm. ring wins through situations where Sly falters. Uh, silver knight, silver knights. It stops silver knight. It's uh, stops cop red. It stops mm. uh, a lot of like you know, blue bloss and yeah. Can't can't be uh, countered. Uh, gets through yeah, stasis. I guess stifle is the only yep culprit and it can get stifled. Yeah. But you know stifle is probably underplayed. It stops so many things. I, we, mm. 
Yeah. Not after this episode, man. Everyone knows they should play four stifles. Stifles, so good. <laughs> Stifle. <laughs> Stifle should have won me the Milwaukee tournament. Four, four stifles, four gush. Go. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Build, build the rest of your deck around that. Regarding uh, versus wobble, uh, yeah. I've. Uh, I've had, I did a podcast way early with uh, Chambers. He, he mm -hmm. put together a form as Alice. Uh, that's yeah. alliances to an yep. Ice Age. Uh, and he kind of hinted that, but that's that weird format, clearly. That, sure. uh, like, back in the day, uh, people just played a bunch of Ursus Baubles, but clearly we're not talking Sly here, mainly. People just mm. put them in, and yeah. then the hard part is keeping that first seven having that uh, yeah like, i think you're playing you, enough of the uh, ursus bubbles so you'll hear magic players who are traditionally uh schooled to value information uh withdraw from ursus bobble because it makes keeping your opening hand harder and yeah. Keeping your opening hand is one of the most critical things in pre-modern. Uh, you know, mulligan decisions are huge in pre-modern. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it in because fact, of combo or are you going well because of so much. Uh, yeah. Understanding essentially understanding what you could experience, what you could run into from your opening hand, and what you have answers to is huge. Uh, yeah. If you know the format, uh, keeping your opening hand and making mulligan decisions. Uh, is a really, really valuable skill in pre-modern. Yeah. Uh, I think it's risky in many senses regarding, we talked a, bit, a bunch about the monobase, uh -huh. your monobase not being good enough, usually. Yeah. usually uh, and uh, so you can't really expect to be able to play everything. So uh, I that's think... That's one, another right. point also. But I, th I think that they are, what they're failing to see in the specific deck when people are talking about i don't know about bobbles because of the opening hand uh is just how similar all the cards in a sly deck are yeah just you know the card redundancy in that deck is better than anything else in the format yeah. essentially and, and everything it's a in your hand so you don't need that many lands either you're, you're not right. stuck quote-unquote on two yeah. or one lands in the same sense i guess yeah and i would you know, you can operate in one or one or two lands in that deck and be relatively successful. You know, you can you can get there with a one lander a lot of times. Yeah. What 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 yeah, are I the mean, you want you want the third land obviously, but yeah. like yeah 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 yeah. It's I think we talked about this uh, a bunch of times, Anton. What's the worm? That's a five five for two that people keep bringing in against tempting worm. tempting worm. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think it's. Horrible, but yeah, I <laughs> I think if it had trample, it would absolutely seal the deal against Sly. But it can be chump yeah. blocked by no, uh, maybe not anything. even that. But regarding this that we're talking about, yeah. it's like you. That's probably what they're aiming for. Uh, that you don't usually want to. You 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 don't have that many permanents that you want to put into play right. instantly. Anyhow, mm. agreed. Yeah, I w I would say it's a. It's a relatively good strategy, not a great strategy. Uh, mm. I yeah. I don't I don't hate the idea of just chump blocking with a Mog fanatic and then throwing it at you, uh, mm. or <laughs> activating a Lava Mancer after I've blocked. 
or whatever, you know, uh, yeah. or putting a sulfuric vortex onto the battlefield, uh, yeah. or, you know, whatever the, uh, whatever the thing is there. Uh, I, I think that honestly, jackal pup block that shit. <laughs> it's, it's not blocked with the jackal pup. <laughs> it seems like a bad map, mm. but, uh, no, I, I think, uh, Honestly, you know, the deck has always been good, continues to be good, but I think we ref- refined it to the, yeah. I, you know, I think the, the coming out party for Bobble, uh, was the, uh, the Easter championship. Yeah. <clears throat> the yeah, one that sure. I won and yeah. I've watched, a, you know, we've done podcasts since we've done Will's podcast with me and Iron Lungs, uh, talking about mm-hmm. the strategy there and, I think what people aren't seeing with the strategy that the deck actually wants to do, because everybody tries to, you know, to quote a Flores article, they try to gear one it. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't think that deck is a gear one deck nine times out of 10. So mm. uh, I think that people who realize what the deck is actually trying to do, uh, and play it at a high level uh, are heading towards the bobble route now. Mm. And even people who literally uh, the first words out of their mouth when meeting me were bobble can die in a fire. True story. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Even they have, uh, have adopted. Yeah. That was like, Oh, it's nice to meet you too. Will. Uh, you know, even, even will. (laughs) Even Will has started playing uh, Bobble, I think. Okay. Mm. You know, having having realized what it actually does, where your yeah. deck is more dense and you get activations of Grim Lava Monster Fanster. I, I love everything. this. That, like, this is a man who sticks to his principle. Like, back in 2021, he knew Bobbles is the shit and, like, he just stuck with it, even though people try to, like, disprove him, but no. I, you, yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, I I'm fine with it without bobbles. Like, it works just fine. It's a good deck, yeah. right? Like, I, I I'm not trying to argue that fact. I just think that we're seeing it now. Yeah, the the only reason I did good in, when I played the Eurochamps was meeting a lot of slide. But yeah. I, I played the rock, so uh, <laughs> like having enough wall walls and sacrificing enough, yeah. whatever. But it what, sh- what it, I was. Yeah. What I was wondering is, does the, uh, like, fetches, do you go down on fetches, or is that also, so like... I would go down on fetches if I thought I was going to see the mirror all day. Mm-hmm. Mm. There are ways to build that deck that don't need as many fetches. Yeah, but, but if Baubles, like, makes that also... Viable in a sense. For yeah, Lava yeah. You Mancer, could you yeah. could still play Lava Mancer. You know, I would uh, I would not try to play Lava Mancer and Barbarian Ring mm. without yeah. fetches. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, you're right. But you know, twenty land also we have that. Yeah. When when will like how much of a meta dominance will like Sphero Resistance and Terror decks need before you actually start to consider? trimming fetch lands or baubles i think i would like if if sphere was everywhere i think bobble would be one of the first things to trim but i encounter sphere once a tournament typically yeah if that and i'm fine with that i i've 
definitely cut bobbles against those decks mm. uh, when it comes to sideboarding. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love it. Like, I mean, I hate Sly, obviously. Like, I, I, know. I really hate, I hate playing that deck. But, but... I every time we have met, uh, we have done like all the decks I loved in pre-modern, like uh, elves, replenish, yeah. rock, whatever. We have always had a session where we just jam a lot of decks. Where we just go fifty-fifty all day long. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, that's um, what I, I joke and I say that's why I keep playing Sly at tournaments is because we keep doing these testing sessions where I just feel yeah. like, oh, man, I'm winning this thing that isn't supposed to be winnable. Uh, with Sly. Know, with Sly. I'm like, well, yeah. screw it. I'll just play this. Mm. It feels good. Yeah. Like, it's the fun police. The, the first night of uh, the most recent Eurochamps, we were drinking beers and testing against uh, uh, Replenish. Yep. And it felt 50-50, yep. even though it shouldn't feel 50-50. Yeah. And mm. then I was playing. Wait, I remember it like 60 40. That, that was the first time I felt in our testing that, like, okay, I did play a deck that actually beat you. A that little actually had more. the edge? Okay. Uh, yeah, right. that actually had an edge, but yeah. But that's supposed to be, yeah. you know, remember the last time you told me about an unwinnable matchup yeah. with that deck? Uh, mm. Right before I, you know, it was against The Rock uh, in, yeah. the, in the finals uh, yeah. of something. In the finals of the uh, the you, Easter Championship, yeah, 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 Easter uh, yep, sorry, yep. yeah. The in the finals, oh, that's a that's a tough break. You've got an unwinnable matchup. I'm like the Rock. <laughs> I beat the Rock all the time. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but but they're probably playing the wrong version of the Rock then. Oh sure. Everybody's playing the wrong <laughs> version of the rock when they play. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Everyone rock is the play. best deck when you play the right version. Like everyone knows that. Right? I can't. Uh, I can't shake my head hard enough at that. <laughs> uh, it is one of those. <laughs> yeah, price of progress turns out is uh, real good. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> no, yeah. All I, right, guys. Yeah. Yeah. No. Bring, bring it home with the slide, man. No, I just I, I think it's I think it's there. I think we figured it out. I think that uh, if you look at any of the top performing decks right now, just uh, you know, most of them are uh, fifty nine of sixty in the main deck of each other. And I think you know I'm pretty proud of where those wound up. And I think I think we did it. I think we got there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And we we yeah, said it and we said it before. We could say it again. Like it's. Uh, it's a good deck to bring to a tournament, as you mentioned. Absolutely. Right? Because you get time between rounds and you have, uh, have a decent <laughs> shot. There's always a uh, sly in top eight, usually. So, But you don't have fun. Like, you, you have fun yeah. playing I have versus fun. sly. Come on. <laughs> Stop it. It's yeah, a fun deck. to play versus sly, but, but it's, yeah. It's no. more interactive than half the decks you play. Stop it. Uh, sure, sure. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It is, it is I don't know if you're the one to say so, Anton. <laughs> <laughs> like her, yeah, yeah, fab, yeah. Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, I had Lion's somebody. I had somebody tell me uh, just the other day that you know it's not a fun deck to play uh, because it's not interactive. I'm like, you play Enchantress. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, the I ultimate. Can't. It's the ultimate solitaire deck. Stop telling. Yeah, me I this. think that's the worst deck. I yeah, I, I don't really. I'm, I don't respond. It's like on somebody telling thing. me it's yeah. uh, it's not interactive. You know what's uh, what? Mm. What do you play? Oh, Flux. Actuator. Okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one. <laughs> and and you, it's not like you s have to sit through 
like the Sly matchup a long time, so that's that's going for it also. Yeah. Like if you're losing, you're you're losing quickly. Yeah. Typically, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Anton, are we moving on to your segment or where are we? Where are we? Yeah, at? I think. We- I think we are. We have uh, a last segment after this one to round things up, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, let's play Brew That or Scoot Oh, that. sweet. Yeah. All I'll, right. grab yeah. A, I'll grab a beer before that. We're okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll it's... just go to the bathroom as well. So. Same. All right. All right. Anton's brewing screwing stuff again. Will he ever, never stop? No. Cause magic is better than good weather Making snow angels and shooting Canada men Alright, we are playing Brew That or Screw That uh, For the listeners, I'm gonna uh, name five different cards And ask Aaron and Seb if they think uh, we should brew that card Or if we should screw that card uh, Very easy rules This is the Seb version Finally. of Brew That or Screw That um, so we have some yeah, non no cards, idea I guess. What we, what the cards are. So s- people send yeah, your yeah. suggestions right. to Anton in the future. So yes, yeah, I'm gonna have to look these yeah. up. I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The first one you don't. But uh, okay. okay. For, first card, and I am so fucking high on these cards right now. Ah. Ruby medallion. So two colorless artifact. Yeah. Your red spells cost one colorless less to play. Brew that or screw that, Aaron. Uh, I think, ooh, screw that, but only because we have familiars that are better. You think the familiars are better? I love the familiars. I think that Uh. Thornscape familiar is criminally underplayed. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think that is the zoo card that makes Mm -hmm. zoo work. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's stay to, uh, Uh, Seb, what do you think? on another tangent, but I also think screw that. What's the? <laughs> is it called Ru- Fire Ruby or whatever? That's cost two, and it's it basically gives you basically uh, ramps you one mana. Fire diamond. You mean the fire diamond? Yeah. Or do you mean yeah yeah, 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 yeah? But it comes care. into play tap. I'm 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 in in, in for the long <laughs> haul. <laughs> so big red. But uh, All right. I guess you have a, okay. a combo in mind, or if Red had anything that, if Red had anything that untapped, if Red had anything to really make use of it, mm. uh, huh? yes, yes. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, we have ancient tombs. We have mm-hmm. Seder traders. We have Blood Moon. Mm-hmm. Right. We have Blood Moon, uh, and we have all the All Star Red cards. We have like. Burning Wish, we have Pyroclasm, we have uh, Mog Bombers, we have Siege Gang Commander, we have... (laughs) (laughs) I love that you state Mog Bombers, like it's a format staple, Mog Bombers. No, but but, like, I'm actually trying to to play Big Red, and Ruby Medallion is fucking insane, because the only like one red Uh mana card you want to play in red is Lightning Bolt, but but then everyone costs like at least one colorless mana. so the card that makes me like uh, effects like this is actually Browbeat. I think if Browbeat costs one yeah, less, yeah, yeah. Browbeat, Brow, is there. Browbeat, Browbeat becomes incredible. Yes. Okay, so 
I, I like the effect, but I think that the decks that make use of it are probably red-green decks, uh, mm-hmm. like the PSS deck that I played that played the Familiars and capitalizes on uh, Thornscape Familiar, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. I, I respect that, but it's a creature, yeah. and we don't like creatures. <laughs> Except in elves. I do. Except in elves, yeah. yeah. Can, can, we, <laughs> can we build uh, okay. like so, Hops? Or deck with it. Yes, yeah. you can. Yes, but you then can. I have to yeah. play mainly red. That's the thing, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but doesn't Yockel Hops uh, kill it? <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. But <laughs> yeah, it's it be Oh, great. No, it's <laughs> yeah. good. But, it made but it's my, funny. my one spell cheaper. I feel it's funny that it. you mentioned browbeat Aaron because I was like uh, I was sitting here out waiting like which one do I pick for Brood as Rescue Is it Ruby Medallion or Browbeat? But so I, I think I went I think with a medallion. Browbeat is so, like so close to mm. on the edge of playable. If it costs one less, uh, it needs it's. If it yeah. costs one less, so anything mm. where you have an effect like that, Browbeat yeah. becomes. Mm. Amazing. So it's yeah. three yeah. for cool. the listeners, one red and two, and you take five damage so your opponent don't get to draw two cards, is it right? Three cards. That's three, three. three cards. Well, three cards. Kill me. It's, it's legit. Uh, <laughs> rather kill yeah. me. So then. I think I think that there was a red there is a red greens uh beatdown deck out mm. there that instead of playing ball lightning Browbeat. plays uh browbeat. And yeah. it plays Thornscape Familiar, so it's cheaper. Thornscape yeah. Familiar is just an on-curve creature on its own. It's a bear, yeah. essentially. It's a two-one yeah. for two. Yeah. Green, green, and a colorless. I think it's I'm, super. I'm playable. getting into I, this. Yo. This I like. Anton, yeah. you can keep. Yeah, your, but this okay, is the yeah. subversion. This is uh, the subversion. Keep your, yeah. Keep yeah. yeah. Well, I guess you could also. There's probably some comboish version if you can. You can play the. Uh, uh, like, not overmost or whatever. No, that's one red. Uh, but you can, like, find mm-hmm. stuff in your sideboard, I guess, with Burning Wish uh, in some sense. Uh, I'm thinking here, yeah. thinking, thinking. What happens with the splice cards? It doesn't matter, right? If you're playing Fire and Ice. It matters for Fire. Fire will cost one, okay, Ice will so cost two. It takes yeah. the color yeah. on, of that card. Yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. there's what what big spells do we have, or what what can we chain together? Otherwise, okay. So a lot. At, with the with the with the artifact, I don't think there's as many. I I don't see a lot of things that help you along mm. with your game state that that make use of the fact that you spent a turn on turn yeah. one or two playing I, what we need artifact. is some yeah it's not like come? it's not like sapphire medallion where you have untap effects that are helping you along so well i'm gonna break uh, ruby medallion this year this is my what's uh, final fortune is that too red i'm oh. yeah it's too red all right yeah. let's yeah. let's uh, continue um because we can be here all night sure otherwise all right, next card, a prophecy staple. Okay. Rhystic mm. Study. So, two colorless blue enchantment. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may draw a card unless that player plays one. Screw no. that or screw that? Screw Aaron that. Says no. Screw that because we're mm. not playing commander. 
uh, if you're playing a multiplayer, it's fantastic. If you're not, it's terrible. I'm I'm uh, I'm getting teased a lot in the Stockholm here over this card. Not that I'm playing it, but I once called it Rusty Cage <laughs> for some reason. Uh, no, that was propaganda. That's the okay. Well, that but, was but, your but it's because Rusty of this Cage. card, Rustic Study. I, I mixed everything okay, okay. up, and uh, then I <laughs> then I. So, but so it's a sore spot for me. No, but yeah, I agree. It's uh, okay. So, when could you even try to play this? Prison. 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 Yeah. Well, I don't think you can. Like, imagine black vice, ank tide, whatever. Like, oh my god. Like we're playing winter. So you want to? You want to? Tap you want to tap three at sorcery speed to play yes. out and it get to no, draw cards. Don't. That's good. You don't. Yeah. You do get yeah. to draw cards, uh, mm. potentially. I guess it's I kind of a sideboard card if you're playing. If Storm were more <laughs> played, but then you're dead anyhow. I, so I want you guys to give me. I I really want a. I want okay, to brew yeah. that card. I, I want okay, something so that I can... Okay, okay, okay. Next one. You, you, you guys are so oh, critical this time. He makes me being Okay, okay. Critical. Next Sorry. card. This is a brew. I hope yeah. I hope this is a brew that card. Okay, next card. Okay. Polymorph. So, uh, sorcery. Three colorless, one blue. Destroy target creature. It can't be regenerated. Its controller reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal a creature card. The player puts that card onto the battlefield, then shuffles all other cards revealed this way into their library. Brew that or screw that, Aaron. Uh, uh. <clears throat> I'm super inclined to say screw that. Uh, th I'm trying to think of a way to use it on myself. Uh, is the yeah. thing. Uh, I'm inclined to say screw that. If it were an instant, I'd play four of. I'm yep. into yep. it. I think I mentioned yep. uh, like Burning Wish earlier. You could have one in your sideboard. There's fringe situations where maybe you you can play some reanimator as a backup in some sense, I guess. What what creatures do you <laughs> are you playing? I I, I turn my I turn my uh my imp into a let's see what's <laughs> off right. the top another it, imp no i don't love <laughs> I, it I, yeah no but I you're think playing... you want to play like yeah token token uh, generators and then like yeah. a, yeah. a beefy boy yeah in, your blue in... honestly blue green yeah. tokens uh like uh honestly you played in bk's uh blue green uh survival mm. of beasts or uh Ooh. yeah uh oath oath of beasts sorry so you played in mm -hmm. the oath deck where you have absolutely nasty uh, threats, but you also have token generators, and you're putting yep. token generators. Honestly, I think that's the only place where you can play it. I, I'm, I keep, I keep, you know, my immediate thought was, how do I use it on myself? Um, uh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. This is how you use it on yourself. Some sort of combo piece, but I guess in in yeah, it's sort of a removal, so that's what it's going for it. But uh, <laughs> but what I. Uh, <laughs> I polymorph my own uh, my own man yeah. land into. Let's see. So exactly. if you're playing man yeah. land, okay. in, a, yeah, pinch, in a pinch you could destroy so a dreadnought or something. I guess what we don't have are good token. Yeah. Like that's what 
we, we, you, you're right. We should probably should look at the oath decks you have, first. You have, uh, yeah, the oath, and the oath the decks, decks. The more <laughs> traditional blue-green oath decks. Yeah, but we have Call of the Herd. Mm, we have like yeah. Shatter of the Squirrel. We have uh, Shatter of the Squirrel. We, we have like though. Zombie Infestation. Whatever. Like there's Zombie Infestations. Uh, well, then you're gonna wind up with a squee. That feels awful. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah I polymorph. Yeah, yeah. Oh look, it's a screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I uh, in BK's deck. Yeah. that's where it needs to be. You can play Shatter okay. of the Squirrel. <laughs> so put the uh, one one okay. Okay. creature uh, uh, with flashback. Call Call of the Herd potentially. So so you both said screw uh, that to this one too. I, yeah, I'm borderline, I'm borderline on also. Okay, I okay. I'm kind of into it. Uh, I think you could you could find a place for it it's like a bad natural order as it is but uh yeah. <laughs> but there's probably yeah, something out it's, there that could make it work it's a bad natural order but it works on <laughs> yeah. everything uh it doesn't just have to find yeah. you a green creature that's the that's i the mean difference. we could pair it with like show and tell mm -hmm. um for that big i have no yeah idea. maybe show know. and yeah. maybe we need I, to find the show and tell i think i think the blue that works the blue green oath deck is uh, yeah, yeah. is an yeah. option. Yep, cool. All right, let's continue. Um, so since Aaron Dix is here and he likes sulfuric vortex and zombies, let's combine the two. And the next card is Forsaken Wastes. So um, I don't actually know this one. Uh, this is an world enchantment from Mirage. So two colorless, one black. Players cannot yeah. gain life. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player loses one life. Whenever Forsaken Wastes become the target of a spell, that spell's controller loses five life. So if you want to disenchant it, I mean, yeah, I'm super into this. I, I before you even finish, I'm sold. Uh, brew that. I love it. Huh? I think this nice. is played uh, in early mm. days of Magic, uh, and I played it in the sideboard usually. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. already ordering four. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> like, I don't remember this one. It's I don't know what it's good against today in this meta. I guess another uh, another thing that helps Black deal with uh, oath decks for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, and um, I mean, if you play Suicide Black, I feel like this should. Like being your cyborg yeah. in that sense. No, I yes. think it's a uh, it's an instant sideboard card for me. Like, how have yeah. I not played this card previously? I'm into it. But we should stress that it's an enchant world card, so you cannot really stack it in any sense. So you can only uh, have one out at a time. Yeah. But yeah. it does kill Concordant Crossroads whenever that becomes uh, popular uh, again. So playable. It's, honestly, <laughs> I his, maybe after this brew yeah. brew that uh, Concordant Crossroads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So f first, people start playing Forsaken Ways, and then we counter move <laughs> with uh, that. Concord at Crossroads. Yeah. Concord at Crossroads. So everything becomes playable in the in the circle of life. You usually in old school you play Concordant against uh, Abyss. <laughs> so yeah. uh, maybe Forsaken Ways can be pre-modern Abyss in that sense. For sure. I like it. Uh, Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when I 
when I saw this being played uh, earlier. I don't even remember the art. I think the art's beautiful. I think, like, yeah, it's lovely. I think when Tricks uh, was a deck sure. also, ah. I think people played it a lot. Sweet. Um, yeah. I don't know. Anyone else? I'm sold. I like it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, cool. All right. We have um, a Brulette card. So, last card for today. <clears throat> Spirit Cairn. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Cairn? Yeah. yeah. Uh, two colorless, one white. Enchantment. Whenever a player discards a card, you may pay white. If you do, create a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token with flying. And it accounts, cool. it accounts for both of you. Yeah. So if you discard a card, you can pay one yeah. white and get a, a token. And if your yeah, opponent somehow does it, so you side, can Sideboard card at the very least, because you could play it against Madness and Pit Rack uh, yeah. Yeah. or Dead Guy uh, in your white weenie deck that no one plays. Uh, <laughs> mm, it's flying. The spirit no, is flying. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very that's relevant. kind of nice. Yeah. Um, I guess... <laughs> Honestly, white you could just black. play it. You could just play it in a black. I, okay, so I'm brew that, yeah. and I'm putting it in uh, uh, dead guy ale. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going yeah. for, also, because dead guy ale. This is what it lacks. Uh, uh, usually, you play dead guy ale, and like it comes at the very best a stalemate <laughs> because yeah. you worn Often. down your opponent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then you're like, okay, I have my. So I like maybe this. dying from your Phyrexian Arena or something. I not like having this any in comes. the David Daniel version of Dead Guy Ale that we saw in the Gauntlet. That's the more late game, mid game to late yep. game heavy. Instead of trying to jam Nantuko shades down your throat, yeah, uh, okay. It just uh, does its you know just focuses on disruption, 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 and seals the deal with a big threat. Uh, What's the big threat? So he played Desolation Angel as well oh, as the solid. Exalted Angels. Yeah, Exal oh, Exalted. But did he play Arena also? Or? He did play Arena, but I think it, he arenas. played like two. Yeah. And no Dark Rit. So he wasn't trying to yeah, race okay. it out. He was just playing it naturally. So no Hypnotics or any... No, no he played he, Skeletal he Scryings as well. I, I really like... So great. his, his okay. card advantage engine became... And his uh, deck fixing engine really became Skeletal Scrying plus uh, uh, Tainted Pact. And all mm. of his lands were set up to Tainted Pact more efficiently. Yeah. Uh, mm. But then, you know, this is this is one, you know, if anybody cycles, you know, so all of your cycling lands, uh, yeah. you know, every everything that that deck does, uh, especially in the David Daniel version that we saw in the Gauntlet, yeah. uh, plays into this deck you're just a f you know one white for a one one flyer seems okay yeah, yeah, yeah like this is additional value on top of all the stuff that that deck is doing yeah like Gerard yeah, Verdicu like uh... and make a couple one ones at the same time yeah no I kind of like it as well like um, yep it seems innocent but I think it can like if you just land it like it could it be in the Rifter deck as well borderline sure i mean yeah. honestly it might be something better <laughs> it might be better in rift than uh slide yeah it, yeah it's yeah. better than astral slide at this point <laughs> yeah 
Uh, that's interesting. Mm. All right, guys, we did it. We uh, played Brew That or Screw That, and we got like two point borderline cards to brew with. Yeah. So you can yeah. play the play the outro, Seb. Outro incoming. Sweet. All right, we had a long, um, long time. Like our pods are getting longer and longer, man. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I like I, it. Man. I'll just talk about anything. <laughs> That's basically yeah. what we do as well. Sure. But yeah, but we should uh, somehow like uh, sum up uh, or tie tie the topics together. So like, what can we expect for twenty twenty four from your way, um, Aaron? Uh continued events here locally in the uh twin cities area with mill city old school check us out mill city old school uh on facebook uh, uh we have a website as well mill city old school uh just google search you'll find a million things that we do uh mm-hmm. more and more old school events uh we've done pre-modern events we want to do additional old school events coming soon uh, and we have uh, weekly old school events as well, or we- weekly uh, pre-modern events as well uh, here in the Twin Cities. Uh, what? What? Uh, wait. What? what um, ban and restriction uh, rule do you play in? So we don't. We don't have a set uh, old school ban and restriction list. Uh, we a lot of us play Atlantic. A lot of us play okay, uh, EC. Yeah, yeah. Usually Atlantic. We got you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, a number of us have Swedish decks ready to go. A number of us, you know, basically any old school format, there's a number of people who play it. Alpha 40 is very common uh, in the group. Mm. Uh, (laughs) So a ton of different things, uh, for sure. And recently, Mm. uh, AAA is catching on. I'm really excited to play more AAA. What Uh, what is AAA? Alpha Alpha through Alliance is anti, and it's been a lot of fun. it's but, but t- what's the specifics it's you really exactly bring your own so okay it's a uh, so a lot of us were really excited about anti 40k uh mm-hmm. yeah but there's a barrier for entry that a lot of people have a hard time with with anti 40k so mm-hmm. we wanted something a little bit more lighthearted, uh that we weren't going to feel bad uh getting something crazy good from our opponents so anti 40k there's a fantastic episode of uh all things considered where cam wall gets into anti 40k and it got everybody locally super pumped to play anti 40k i highly recommend that podcast uh to get a sense of what the vibe of and uh of uh triple a is uh and it's really your deck is alpha through alliances and uh, it, your deck should cost upwards of $100 US. So that okay. would be 10K. <laughs> so much less. Uh, yeah. uh, but it's uh, a very casual, fun vibe. And it's exactly what we're going for in the group. Yeah. So we, it we, seems... we, we, we talked about um, for Anti40K a bunch here also with... All on the monster of the week. So I have, I have, yeah. I have anti forty k here as well. But uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, the the vibe of AAA seems exactly up our alley. Local, uh, yeah. you know, yes. uh, 
I, I'm uh, I'm a good friend with the founder, quote unquote, of the format. Uh, and the first times he didn't want to play, he was he even came to last year's. Uh, I think it was last year's NoobCon just to play the Ante 40K. So <laughs> I will say we so saw he, he, we he saw came some from he came from England. He came he came yeah. in play Ante 40K. Left the day after. <laughs> we saw some fantastic Ante 40K played at LobsterCon this year, uh, like on a park yeah. bench, uh, unsleeved Ante 40K. Mm. It was like. It was a super good vibe uh, in in college bars after, you know, the tournament closed down. People were yeah. playing anti 40K until like 2 a.m. Yeah. So it was a, a really good vibe. But triple uh, yeah, A, it's a, but it's a weird space. It is. Like, and not everybody gets year, to play. Uh, yeah. Last year, I think we he was like he just brought me the <laughs> his binary is like okay we need to build a deck <laughs> it was like you, you have the tournament in an hour it's always way late yes <laughs> i was like okay and then it was like how much how much are we missing and he just threw a green box there okay let's go let's <laughs> go yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly and i was like and i'm like aren't you playing like, no can you play and i was like I'm not playing your deck. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> no that doesn't feel good. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, uh, but you know the the locals here, Mill City Old School, are just the best people uh, on the planet. Uh, mm -hmm. I really highly recommend uh, coming to some old school or pre modern events uh, here in the Twin Cities. Uh, message me uh, anywhere on Facebook or Discord, uh, caffeinated twenty uh, two on Twitter. Uh, we will get you into pre-modern and or old school here in the Twin Cities. Uh, it's a blast, and the group is the best people on the planet. Uh, no offense uh, <laughs> to <laughs> anyone else on the planet, but uh, yeah, sounds awesome. Everyone is offended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and I will. I will continue to be at. Uh, you know, I I've already booked for LobsterCon this year. Uh, and I'm gonna gonna try to continue doing at least one big travel tournament per year. I need to make it out to New York for one of their tournaments soon. Mm. Uh, you know, I'll be around. Uh, uh, and uh, I've just started playing. I signed up for my first MOS event, so so Sweet. I'm playing. I'm playing on uh, the MOS events now as well. Is Jared yeah, yeah. doing those as well, or? Sorry, who? Jared, do that? Uh, I, I don't think I've seen him. But yeah, who, who, Hoip, who's Hoip is on those? now. Uh, Hoip is on. Will is on. Uh, okay. You know, there's there's a ton of people. I mean, there. It seems like your more competitive players, your spikier players, mm. are gravitating towards that currently. Uh, so if you mm -hmm. want to play at a super high level, it seems like that's the place to play. Hmm. Nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll keep at the rock level here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you need to play in person, small events, uh, no more than yeah. 10 people. Yeah. Preferably. Yeah. That's when the rock shines. <laughs> no, but man, Aaron, you're doing it right. Like um, you have definitely figured out how to vibe in pre-modern and old school. And, Thank uh, you. Yeah. It's always a pleasure to meet you and hang with you. Uh, always. Mm -hmm. wanna, Legitimately wanna, always. You guys, uh, thank you again for always making me feel so welcome at every event that I've been to.
Yeah, of course. And Dito. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Are we done? I think so. I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, thanks for, to all the listeners out there. And uh, thank you once again, Aaron, for hanging out with us this evening. Anytime. Hmm? Thank you so much. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye now. Trailer for sale or rent Rooms to let 50 cents No phone, no pool, no pets Ain't got no cigarettes Ah, but two hours of pushing broom Buys a 8 by 12 four-bit room I'm a man of means by no means King of the road Third boxcar, midnight train Destination banger, main Whoa, worn out suit and shoes I don't pay no union dues I smoke old stogies I have found Short but not too big around I'm a Man of means by no means King of the road I know every engineer on every train